Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for this first half hour is Don Ganguly, who is the CEO of Home Union. Welcome to the show, Don. Glad to be here, Jordan. So let's just start with, uh, before we talk about Home Union, your background and how you got to create Home Union uh, originally. Well, uh, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and, you know, we had a company that uh, was doing a lot of work for mortgage bankers and servicers. Uh, During the, you know, we had a ringside seat. The company ended up getting sold to another company, to Oracle. But we were, uh, we're doing a lot of work in the early days of the feast when, uh, uh, you know, anything and everything was getting underwritten from an underwriting standpoint. And then when that all imploded, uh, we were helping a number of servicers um, through loss mitigation, restructuring loans, what have you. So it was sort of clear to us, as you know, this, this whole home ownership that had gone from about 62% to 69% put a lot of people in homes that, you know, were having a tough time being there. And that when they came out, uh, a lot of these folks wouldn't qualify but would want to stay in homes, would want to rent homes because, you know, the kid doesn't really know whether the dad is renting or buying and, and they were used to, you know, the comfort of a home versus an apartment or something else. So we, we sort of saw a an early move into more of what I'd call a rentership society where, uh, you know, a lot more people had post what we call post mortgage trauma. Uh, the whole employment situation, situation drastically changed, which we can get into a little bit later. But um, so we, we we saw you know a large inventory of homes and a lot of people wanting to rent, and so that got us to looking at the you know rental investment, single family rental investment market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we found it's you know it's 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 a very large market as it exists. I mean, take a number of fifteen to twenty million. If you take one to four units uh, of uh, single-family homes, are actually held for investment. The the issue here is people when they buy and uh, and anybody that you and I know, I mean, you'll find that they own a rental house somewhere, right? Or they they have a friend that owns a rental house. The the issue is most of these people are either buying where they live because uh, they they want a line of sight into the property and they don't know anything that's remote, or uh, they're buying in a place where they grew up or went to school, um, or you know they're buying a vacation home and so they go to their local realtor who says yeah I can I can get you a property. They buy something, they become a landlord, and that's not doesn't pan out to be the best investment decision. So it was a market that was very fragmented, very local. And very large, so it was sort of ripe for disruption. Where we, you know, what we set out to do is said, what if we could connect investors? Uh, you know, the first problem was uh, to properties that had the best returns around the country, and they may not be where the investor lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we could give them enough tools, and uh, and uh, so that they could look at that, get comfortable with the data and the tools, and with the internet today, it's, you know, there's a lot of visualization that you can do. And say, okay, you know, you live in California, but your best property might be in Chicago or Memphis or Indianapolis, which, which fits your preference, your budget, and the type of returns you're looking for. So we first solve for that problem. And then, you know, the second issue people have is, okay, I got this great property in Chicago, but how do I manage it? What happens when there's a vacancy? And so that's sort of the second thing we set out to solve, saying, look, we'll make this a fully managed experience where we stay on the hook for management. And that was sort of the genesis of Home Union. So we, we spent really a couple of years uh, actually 
going, you know, into these cities, which our model said had good rent-to-price ratios, and then creating the management infrastructure, finding the neighborhoods that worked, and then bringing those into our platform uh, to the investors. So, so, so you when know, did you it, actually launch Home Union? You know, Home Union's, uh, you know, a little over, uh, I would say, three years old, uh, and you know the the platform itself, where we put properties up, has been up for you know a couple of years, uh, and then you know a year ago, uh, or probably last fall, we sort of raised a, a Series A uh, funding into the company because we spent a year where we put these properties up in a limited number of zones, and we found that you know people were buying and buying mm-hmm. multiple properties around the country. So so the model, you know, so the hypothesis was proven that people would buy these things sight unseen if they had the data and they got comfortable. Yeah. So once we had that, then we needed, you know, the funds to roll out, you know, more locations, more properties, more infrastructure, better data, better service, uh, all of the above. So that's what we did last fall. And then so we've been expanding, uh, you know, steadily the number of locations. Uh, so we'll be up to, you know, over 20 locations here in the next 30 days. So the, the uh, rental market the has really changed dramatically here because you have, I'm not sure I'd call you an institution, maybe I would, but uh, you've got BlackRock and all these big companies coming in, buying homes, in many cases distressed properties, fixing them up and then renting them. Right. right so you're right. kind of, or you and the investors that you're representing are kind of competing against these massive uh, you know, pension funds and hedge funds and all these big guys coming in with billions of dollars. How, how can you compete when they come in so, so strongly these days? You know, uh, I think at the end of the day, the first thing is it's a very big basket, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're talking of, you know, 20 million properties. You're talking of a million transactions a year. Uh, and all these guys add, add up to tens of thousands of transactions. So it's not like, you know, there's a scarcity here. Uh, and a lot of them are buying, and like you said, they've gone after distressed assets. They've gone after, uh, you know, places like California where they've held for appreciation because, you know, they felt if, if they buy low, they can hang on, and they've expanded into a few other markets. And and being a REIT, they have, uh, being REITs and, and private funds, you know, the REITs have some restrictions. We are, you know, we're, we're taking that same experience and really bringing it to the everyday investor online. And, I mean, if you look at any anything that you bring online, you're essentially reducing uh, the friction and the cost in the transaction that, you know, the large funds or the REITs have in doing this. And there, there's enough out there that uh, I think it's, 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 you know, it's not even a situation where you're going to bump into each other given the size of the inventory. The other thing I think we should point out is, if you look at the you know cash on cash expected earnings in this market, I mean you're looking at anywhere from you know five six percent to eight nine percent if you um, if you just pay all cash for some of these uh, rental properties that are out there on our platform. Mm-hmm. Now the other big advantage a, a retail investor has is you know Fannie or Freddie. The government gives you up to ten loans, including your own house, to buy investment properties, right? Yeah. And and that money is pretty cheap. So if you and I wanted to buy stock today, you know, the government wouldn't give us, you know, $100,000 to go buy stock. Yes. But they will give you that to buy rental properties. And what that does at current interest rates is juices those returns up by several basis points, right, several hundred basis points. So you're, the six to nine uh, returns that exist today uh, would actually go into double digits, Um so, so let's go through the process of how people would do this. The first thing they would come to Home Union. Do they have to join Home Union as a member or something, or they just go on yeah, they, the they, website? Yeah, they have to register. Uh, registration is free. If you check out our site, I mean, it's 
you know, we we very much act like an investment management site as opposed to a real estate listing site. You know, mm-hmm. that's how we've changed it. So if you think of us, we are a national real estate investment management company for, for the everyday investor. Uh, so we're 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 sort of promoting a, a whole new alternate asset class that was local and fragmented. So when they come to our site to answer your questions, they you know they they see some sample portfolios from multiple regions and and that gives them different types of return when they leverage. We have algorithms now that we can assign risk uh, levels to properties and neighborhoods based on you know a bunch of different factors. So we have ABC risk classification. So. Uh-huh. So and then does the investor have to be qualified in some way? Do you have to see their credit report, or how do you know what kind of investor you're dealing with well, once well, they register? Not, not at that point, right? I mean, you, we don't want to close the gate at that point. So when people come in, they, they, they have a clear idea of, okay, if I pay cash, I need this much. If I, if I can qualify for a loan, I need this much. So mm-hmm. when they play with all of that, then they say, okay, it seems interesting. Then they register. Once they register... You know, they get their own little portal. And, you know, the thing here is we try to automate as much of this as possible. I'd encourage you to go, you know, just play around with it if you want to register. But it's a whole different experience. So once they register, they they see some sample portfolios. They're able to change their preferences. You know, I I want to, you know, just like you'd with a stock, right? I'm going to change my down payment. I want to change, um, you know, the risk classification. I want to see different locations and so on and so forth. So Mm -hmm. once they do that, then we engage, you know, customer service, real estate specialists with them to say, look, uh, you're looking at these regions. Here are some of the assets available, and then um, you know they have their own wish list. So in an automated way, you know properties get uploaded to their wish list. Then they say, okay, you know that looks interesting. I might want to buy, you know, a property in San Antonio, and I want to buy. I might want to buy one in Indianapolis, and mm-hmm. you know, and that's a total of fifty grand down for me. I want to go for this. So at that is the point then. That if they're not going to do cash, uh, we get we walk them through a prequal, right? So before we, now you're in the standard home buying process, right? So when, once they have the prequal, then uh, you know we we what we have is we actually have investment location managers who are company employees in all these cities, right? And these folks work with the investors to close whatever transaction needs to be closed in that particular city from an investment standpoint. So if you're familiar with Redfin, which is you know, yeah. a model that's company-owned realtors for buying houses, I mean, we're, we're a very similar model, which is you know, company-employed uh, realtors or investment location managers, what we call them, for investing in houses. So these folks are solely dedicated to us. They're working neighborhoods, which we think are good rent-price ratios and have other good fundamentals. And they now work with the investor to go through uh, and complete that transaction. The difference being we, we automate a lot of, you know, that transaction as well as the visibility. So uh, investor has a, in his portal sort of a transaction process workflow which shows him or her, you know, what they need to do for the next step, what's missing, what docs they need to send in, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And after they do all that and they close, we actually give them a personal vault where they store all their real estate documents because a lot of times they'll they'll want to buy more properties and then all those documents are already there. What they would need is, you know, more current. So it's all there electronically so, online, you're saying? Yeah. And, you all know, all the documents, real, yes. Yeah, but real estate, uh, given our regulations, you know, there are certain aspects of it which cannot be online, which you need wet signatures, especially for a loan, right? I mean, you can't. I mean, even today, you can't do most of a loan online. Yeah. So a lot of those things uh, are, uh, you know, we'll do offline. But as much of this as we can automate online, 
with the trail back and forth, and not just by email, but just in a portal that they actually have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. access to. And so that's how we're trying to sort of make this more like a, you know, a stock market type transaction where they come in, they select, they transact, and then after they transact, uh, they sign, you know, asset management agreements with us, and, and they start receiving, you know, reports like you would from your broker. So you get the uh, uh, checks from the rental checks uh, electronically, then. Yes, you get your you get an ACH transfer. So if you have properties in, let's say, three cities, we consolidate those. You get one check. I see. Uh, and then you also uh, you start seeing your income and expenses and all your properties. We start giving you some intelligence on these markets, saying you know this population growth, employment, all the other good stuff. And uh, you know, on a on a periodic basis, we'll give you what the value of your portfolio is based on current market comps. Right. right. So if you got a bunch of pro- so you know if you bought a bunch of properties that were you know three four hundred thousand dollars worth, uh, well, you can actually take a look at your portfolio and say, well, has it gone up, gone down, stayed the same? What's the market right now? So all all of what we do is is in that same sort of strain or vein of being um, you know looking at this as a proper investment and not you know a mom and pop thing where yes you buy a house and clean toilets at two in the morning or something like that (laughs) we have to take a break Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show my guest this half hour is Don Ganguly who is the CEO of Home Union Uh, the website to find out more about what he does is homeunion.com we'll be back after this When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this half hour is Don Ganguly. Uh, he is the CEO of Home Union, which is a way for people to invest in homes uh, as investors and collect rent. Um, the website for them is homeunion.com. Welcome back to the show, Don. Thanks. So give me an idea of the typical amount that people are investing um, and, and what kind of precise portfolios they're building up here. You know, it's uh, it varies really. Uh, you know, people can get started with uh, as little as little as maybe you know twenty five thousand dollars, and that gets them into 
you know, house that's around a hundred thousand dollars, including close closing costs. Uh, and most people start with one or two, uh, so they'll they'll invest twenty five to fifty thousand dollars to get going. If they can qualify for a loan, if they don't, then you know the cash amount for a starter home is, you know, in a place like you know Memphis or Indianapolis or Cleveland is in the seventy to eighty thousand dollar range. So that's the starters. But if they do qualify, you know, we encourage them to actually qualify because you know the returns are a lot higher and they can leverage it. And then, you know, after that, it's really, uh, once they see the checks coming in, most folks will, you know, then go buy multiple properties and, and, and deploy, you know, what they need to deploy. I mean, I think one of the things you're seeing here uh, in, in the country is you've got a lot of people that are not qualifying for mortgages, and you're seeing really the first-time buyers, you know, shrink because, you know, these folks don't want to buy. They want to stay mobile. They want to rent. Uh, they don't want to take the money in the bank and put it down because they they don't know where the job's going to be and so on and so forth. And you know, the first time in a long time, parents are not telling kids, you know, go buy a house. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's, it's changed. It's, it's, it really is. It's, it's mm-hmm. fun, you know, it's fundamentally changed. So uh, from that perspective, you know, what you what we're seeing is is that same phenomena being played out in this market. I mean, there are folks who have money and who can qualify. And there are others who would prefer to rent and not plunk their money down, and they're good, you know, either young people starting out or they're good working class uh, families that uh, that don't don't really want to buy. And so, yeah. uh, our investors tend to be folks that you know have that money to put down and can qualify for a loan. And you know, the interesting thing is, there's an argument here that says, you know, if you're going to buy a home. And if you if if you want to live some someplace and you have some stability that your your landlord's not going to kick you out, and you do want to invest in real estate, why invest in your own house where you live? Yeah. Why not rent your own house and invest in the best place you need to invest in real estate? Right? Anywhere in the country, yeah. So anywhere in the country, the because, you know, is that the the rental income is more than the mortgage payment, so that they're. Uh, the uh, rent is actually paying the mortgage, and then what you're sending them is the extra cash flow left over. Is that the way it works? That is exactly how it works. Sean. And then, so if you look at countries like Australia, I mean, they actually get this. What they'll do is they'll rent a house, and then they'll buy a couple of other houses for uh, investment. And the payments uh, and the cash flow from those houses actually will take care of the, uh, the rent on their current house. And, and and then those houses appreciate or whatever they do at what, whatever level, and plus they're getting the monthly cash. See, we end up, you know, buying our own houses here and, and then hoping that it appreciates so we can keep trading up and up. And in a lot of markets, you know, that appreciation has been, you know, muted or it's a lot of up and down and uh, there's sequence risk, right? So when you do want to sell, you don't know if it's up or down at that point in time. And if that's your only, uh, you know, way to monetize that asset, you might have a problem. So mm-hmm. with the cash flow. Uh, you're getting paid every month, and your downside is, you know, let's say you bought a home for 150 grand, and you've you've earned cash on it for three years. Now you go to sell, and and it's still 150, or it's 160, or maybe 140. You know, these markets don't go up and down that much, but your your overall risk is less because you've been earning for that period in time. So, so the rental real estate you're saying is not as volatile in price as as purchase market is. Depending on where, depending on where you invest, right? I mean, if you invest for speculation, for example, if you invest in the coastal markets, if you're you're in California and a lot of markets in California, I mean, you are the rent to price ratios are real low, right? So, uh, so I'll give you an example, right? So in in uh, in Orange County, California, where we live, uh, you know, you could buy a seven hundred thousand dollar condo in uh, in Irvine, say, and that'll rent for. 
you know, anywhere from $2,500 to $3,000, right? And so that's a pretty low rent-to-price ratio. Now, you, you take that same $700,000, and you could actually buy close to six properties or more around the country with yeah. a rent, rent of at least two to three times that. Look, two and a half times that, right? So, And there's a lot of competition. If you're buying in Orange County, there might be 20 bids for the house or something. Like that. Right, right. Yeah. And the other thing is if I'm going to invest in, in a, in, at a $700,000 level, now I've got six renters instead of one. I'm diversified in maybe two or three cities. I'm not dependent on any one thing. Uh, and I'm just not you know, I'm not depending just on appreciation that that seven hundred thousand dollar condo is going to go to a million and a half in five years, right? I mean, that's... So, is the the this profile of the investor here really a conservative uh, bond or this is like a bond alternative when you get down to it? Is that the way you're positioning it? That's a, that's definitely one good way. I think we see three segments, right? Um, we see um, younger people that see this as a great alternative to the stock market and. You know, it's sort of a good way to save money over time by, you know, you know the reality of this is, uh, and I tell my kids this, is if you, if you start this early on and you're buying a little rental property here, a little there, a little there, over a period of time, you can begin to see some serious free cash flow, right? Yeah. So a lot of people, some kids that get it, uh, some younger couples that get it earlier, uh, you know, do start doing this. Um, and then there's the other segment of people that are, you know, doing well in the stock market, but kind of all in on the stock market, and they they don't know gold or commodities, and they want to diversify. And real estate's actually a pretty you know negatively correlated asset to the stock market. So for them, it's like taking you know ten or twenty percent of their funds out and then saying you know I don't know if the market's going to be up and down, and uh, it's still good now, but what what will it be a year from now? Let me take a little bit and diversify, which is you know. And then you can build a portfolio of homes over time as you get the that's cash right. flow. You can put it into new homes that's and keep right. leveraging it up that way. But that's right. that's if right. there were another, let's do some negative scenarios. Let's say interest rates went up sharply, or the economy went into recession and the real estate market went down. I mean, not maybe as bad, but just say something like 2007, 2008 were to happen again. How would that affect uh, the investors in your uh, properties? You know, it, it, it actually you know does well through most investments through most economic cycles. So let's take that for a second. So if you have a recession, I mean, what what happens then? And you know, the jobs are less, and you know, you've got a bigger proportion of people that actually would want to rent than buy, mm-hmm. uh, and and you have a reduction in household formation. So overall, everything might actually reduce. But new home, you know, new home sales are actually or home sales are actually impacted much more than investment sales because the investors still come in and buy stuff cheap and there are people out to rent. Um, it, you know, if if you have a um, a price dip and you're holding a real estate asset, it doesn't. it's like a bond at that point, right? Unless you, you do need to sell it right at that point in time, uh, you're not going to take a hit. You can write it out. Your rent hasn't changed, you know, you, yeah. so your, your monthly cash flow hasn't changed. Now, in, in rising times, which is the other thing, in, rent is a really good inflation hedge, hedge right? Because um, as, as, as prices rise, so does rent. And, and on the other hand, property prices will rise, which means your cash on cash might reduce a little bit. So let's say you bought a property that was giving you, uh, for the sake of argument, an 8 or 9% return. Now, that might drop to 6 or 7 but that property is now going to appreciate, right? Yeah. So, so over you would time, give the, the investor advice on rents as to whether you think you can raise the rent or not? Because the, the person's not going to know what's – if yeah, they're in no, California, they're not going to know what the rents are in Indianapolis or something. Absolutely. So this, this –
this is all driven by market comps, right? I mean, so we sort of relentlessly collect data on, on neighborhoods and markets and, and comps and what's the latest piece going around and, and what, what sort of demand do we have, and based on that, what sort of vacancies are running there. And you'll give them advice on well, what rents they could charge. Yeah, yeah and, and well, we see, if we manage the asset for them, we they don't do anything, really. It's like... Uh, you know, it's like the mutual fund doesn't call everybody and say, hey, I'm going to sell some IBM and yeah. buy some. Buy some you, you just else. do it. You just go ahead and do we, it. We just do it, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we have, what we do, what we do have is if there are expenditures, uh, we have levels of approval from investors that says, you know, this is how much we can spend, and if you spend more than this, we're going to call you and seek your approval. So, yes. What kind of fees are involved for somebody dealing with you uh, to, to manage this whole process? You know, we we are, um, you know, we charge sort of an asset management fee in the neighborhood of you know one percent of uh, the property price. I would say r- roughly that's that's where we are at for everything we do. Per so, year, and most, uh, I'm saying per year, right? And yes. so most of the people that that do this are are used to it because, you know, they they pay one one and a half percent to their financial advisors, or they pay that for for their funds. And we do actually a lot more heavy lifting here yes. for everything we do for them. Yeah. Yes. I say, uh-huh. So um, uh, just give me a rough idea of how many properties you have under management at this point and kind of what is your sense of the future as to how much this could grow? Uh, you know, we, we've done, I think, north of $10 million. Uh, I mean, just given that we, you know, sort of launched it very lately in terms of funds committed and, you know, and, and we're progressively putting all of that stuff under management. In terms of the future, I mean, you look at the size of this market, I mean, uh, there is a real thirst of um, for um, yield, right? So, and I, I think you know, if you, if you look at just the number of assets that are out there, if there's fifteen to twenty million of these held for different purposes, I mean, and, and one million transactions a year right now, right? Twenty percent of all transactions are investor transactions. So it's it's a very very large market. I mean, I couldn't even begin to speculate how big it could be. And yeah. Uh, and you know, for us, uh, you know, we want to bring this to the everyday investor because, you know, if you invest in a REIT, for example, you think you're, you've got real estate, but you know, the REIT actually goes up and down with the market. If interest right. rates change, yeah. the REIT gets whacked. So, we, we we are we're actually, you know, providing a direct link into real estate, a direct you know direct non correlation to the market from that perspective. Very good. In about a minute or so we have left, just kind of do a, a quick summary of why people should be dealing with Home Union if they wanted to get into real estate investing. Uh, you know, there's really nothing else like us uh, in the market, and we've, we're so ahead in terms of, you know, the processes, the technology, and the data we collect. Uh, you know, our whole, you know, tagline, which is exactly what we do, which is you invest, we do the rest. So, if you are somebody, if people are looking for diversification from the market, if you're somebody that's looking for yield, if you're somebody that's a you know a passive investor and what you know Benjamin Graham calls the value investor, which means you know you you may not need to hit a huge home run and be like a hedge fund and get twenty five thirty percent returns, but you really want your downside protected. Uh, this is a great opportunity because. You know, uh, you're not going to have an Enron or a WorldCom at the other end of it. Right. If you're buying the right place and you're buying the right kind of property, I mean, your returns may will go up and down. Nothing's risk-free. You'll, you know, you'll have vacancies. You'll have repairs. You might have property prices that change up and down. But if you're in it for, you know, five to seven years, um, you know, you are going to see a pretty steady average return that's 
Uh, you know, a lot better than money market funds or CDs these days, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Thank you so much. Well, very good. My guest this half hour has been Don Gunguli. Uh, he, he is the CEO of Home Union. Uh, you can see he t- helps people buy individual homes as, as investments. Uh, you can find out more about it at his website, which is homeunion.com. Thanks so much for being a guest on the website, Money Answer Show, Don. Thanks. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you, and we'll be back with the next guest uh, in the next uh, segment. 